Consulting the rules of composition before taking a photograph is like consulting the laws of gravity before going for a walk. Composition is the strongest way of seeing. Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. And this is episode 188 for the end of July. And boy, am I sweating. It's sweating. I must have lost. Well, look, first, before I get into that, first news is if I sound a little weird, which I may or may not, I can't tell, uh, I got COVID last Saturday. And that's or, not the first uh, I, time. And it's not the first time. No, it's not the first time. I was actually, uh, the, the quick story, if I may, is uh, I went, I was f uh, filming Celebrate Brooklyn, uh, which is a festival of music that happens in Prospect Park every summer. Mm -hmm. And it's every like Thursday, Friday, Saturday or Friday and Saturday, they'll have a concert in the park in this band shell. And so I was filming it on Friday night and uh, it was it was kind of like a chill concert. It wasn't too exciting. I mean, it was, you know, kind of this sort of ambient music or uh, mm -hmm. uh, and then it was, there was a orchestra and stuff like that playing for doing a riff on the fourth seasons, which was actually really good. Perfectly normal night. Right. Saturday, I was going to have another shoot date, and uh, I'm out photographing in the morning. And by the way, I got I got noticed on the street by someone who says, "Are you that photographer who posts <laughs> in the Facebook groups?" Uh, wow! Because I was taking pictures of um, I was taking pictures of all these in a 99 cent store, all these uh, shoes mm. in a in bins, and I'm I'm starting to play with on camera flash. I'll talk about that at some other point, but. This, this couple stopped and the woman says, are you that photographer who posts stuff? I'm like, yeah. And, she, and we were talking and she uh, talked for a while. She's showing me her, her pictures, which were really good. I had, you know, Instagram and stuff like that. And yeah. anyway, I did my normal morning routine and I got home and then suddenly I'm like, something doesn't feel right. Like I, mm. it felt off. And I was like, you know, it feels like I've got a fever. You know that feeling? Yeah. There's like your body aches, but but I didn't feel bad. Like I just felt like I have a fever. I go, okay, so that's odd. And I took the, it's like 99.1. I was like, hmm, okay, where is that coming from? And I was like, all right, well, I, you know, go into the closet. And every time I have a fever, I was like, let me take a COVID test. And damn it, for the first time that I've taken a COVID test, <laughs> those two little stripes popped up. And I was like, oh, man. And I was like, this, okay, okay, now what? And then I had that shoot that night and I had to contact my producer and I was really apologetic. Mm -hmm. And then I also realized that the day before at the concert, I was like shaking people's hands and like I might've hugged a couple of people and, you know, uh, and I ended up, I was really scared because, not scared, but I just didn't want, I don't really want anybody to catch this. Mm -hmm. And I talked to the producer and I was like, look, I'm really, really sorry. She's like, don't worry about it. And it's like, just tell everybody, like tell everybody yeah. that, you know, I was in contact with. But then I realized I met these people on the street too. And I was very close physically to them. And so uh, I, I, the only way I thought to contact this person, I didn't have their name, was like, I put up a picture in the Facebook group. <laughs> Um, I took some pictures while I was walking around and I just, let me put up a picture there and hopefully she'll see it yeah. and, 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 uh, you know, contact me just to say, Oh yeah, here's our contact information. And she did. Mm. And I, I told her, Hey, you know what? I have, I have COVID. I hope I didn't pass it to you and your husband and just please be careful and take care of yourselves. Anyway, mm -hmm. Saturday was a bummer. Uh, it got worse and worse and worse and Sunday was bad. And I ended up getting onto that, uh, antiviral or whatever it is Paxlovid mm -hmm. uh, and I started taking those and actually that seemed to have worked I mean Good. Uh, the symptoms I haven't tested myself I mean I know I'm supposed to wait like 10 days anyway so uh, to see if you know after 10 days I'm probably pretty safe to go out I don't want to go out anyway wearing a mask because it's 9,000 degrees outside yeah uh, 
But so we're recording a little bit later in the week than we would have because I was not feeling so well. And so if I'm a little loopy or brain foggy, uh, that's my excuse. I, okay. <laughs> this time I've actually got an excuse. Uh, so yeah, this is my second bout with COVID. First one I won't talk about because that was a bloody nightmare. Mm-hmm. This one's like a walk in the park compared to that. But that it's still out there and holy heck, you know. Like, I don't know where I got it because I don't really spend a lot of time with people. And I didn't get it at the concert because I'd already had the, I I guess I'd already had the symptoms. Mm -hmm. So I must have gotten it a few days before that. But I can't figure out who, where, I I mean, I could have just, I'm in a building with lots of people. Maybe I just touched something and, all right. So anyhow, I I happen to be doing okay now, which is why we're we're able to record. So yay for me. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Yeah, me too. So we'll just, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, and now I got time to edit <laughs> all this stuff. That's right. <coughs> Sorry, I might cough a little bit too. Um, <coughs> if I laugh, that's what I'm, I'm going to do is cough a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, so that's, that's my little bit of, you know, personal news. Um, what else? Uh, oh, uh, I, I did I tell you I can't remember if we talked about it here, but I made a second zine. Well, I knew that you were working on it, and you I knew you were working, but I don't samples, know if I talked about it here. I've seen I saw some some of the work that was going into it. Yeah, uh, I did a second one for the the same the same theme with the neighborhood stuff, and the name is called one one two one eight. Did That's, I talk about that on the show before? I the, don't doing think the first talk, one. Oh, I know we, we had talked about remember. the first one. I don't remember if we talked about. The second one. I don't think you talked about the second one. I did that very quick, uh, uh, and I, I got them, and they look fantastic. By the way, I mean, that, I, we don't get paid by Blurb or you know anything after. But if you know anybody, if you want to print something, damn it, go to Blurb. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the easiest. Their 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 software book right. So easy to work with. It's not really the best. It's a little clunky. But once you figure it out, it's it's really good. If you're working without a template or you're just banging something together, book right is just fine. Yeah, it's it is fine. They do give you a lot of options for setting things up. It's just it, yeah. it's it's kind of it needs updating, uh, but it's it's totally workable. It's fine, and <clears throat> the I laid the book out the magazine out. <clears throat> excuse me, like in I don't know, if, I can't remember. I did it pretty quickly, and I was thoughtful about it. The results I got back, though, I mean, the cover, I was a little worried about the cover mm-hmm. um, in terms of because it's it's a color shot, but it's kind of mon- monochromatic and it and they nailed it. And just the insides, um, the, the printing in general, the blacks are really nice. I mean, I can't say I, this is why you and Mark. You, yeah, well, we also book, like book. we were treated by customer service as yeah. well. And you yeah. have a story about that too on the first one, right? Yeah, I think I don't know if I had talked about it here, but I'll just I'll mention it again since I, the, the when I did my first zine and got it back, there was a printing error on it, and I, I think I received it on a Saturday, and I contacted, I emailed them, figuring, okay, well Monday morning they'll get the email saying you know there's been a problem with my printing. I literally got a response two minutes after I sent the email to blurb and they were already creating the order and printing the replacement copy to send me so yeah um but but even in general and i talked about i i don't know if i talk about it here but i also put together my book like a little booklet uh about the trees of greenwood which i've talked about on the show before Mm -hmm. i finally got around to making the the photo book version of it which is actually more expensive than the zine and i'm going to talk about this but uh the Pillars of Greenwood, and it's a like a twenty-page photo book, soft cover, um, and it's all black and white. And the without even doing what you guys did with dealing with customer service because you're doing the big print run uh, and maintaining, you know, yeah, uh, a standard. Make sure, there was no color cast. Yeah, no color cast. But but even just this, I did two copies of this. Uh, the black and white was fantastic. So anyway, this is sort of a long way of saying that. I, just to like, as I'm doing more of these, I want to do more of them because mm-hmm. a, they're not expensive. The, the zine is, is totally not expensive. 32 page zine, uh, photo zine. 
put together, it was less than, it's like $9.20 per copy. I mean, that's almost like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the Pillars of Greenwood was a photo book and was a little bit more money, which I'm like I'm realizing it's not much bigger than the scene. The scene yeah. It's thinner than the zine and it costs more. But anyway, uh, regardless, it was the price is right. And then I've got this thing that's in the world, in the in in our reality now. It's yeah. not just stuff that's on a screen. So anyway, yeah, I, I did those and uh, I did send a copy of the Pillars of Greenwood to Greenwood, but we'll talk about that at, at some other point because we have a lot sure. of other stuff to do. But anyway, it, it was really exciting to get these. I bought a few copies of them. So I had a few to, you know, spare ones. If I need to send them out to people, um, but I I can't recommend enough getting like printing and and blurb. It was no brainer. They always say they always ship sooner than it says. Mm-hmm. By the way, like you know, oh it's gonna be two weeks, and all of a sudden like three days later, it's you know your thing's printed and it's shipping. You know, so yeah. That's anyway, good. really happy. It's it's like book day. Did you have did you have book day in? We elementary did. school like did, uh well used to get the forms from scholastic scholastic kind of right yeah. okay good. yeah and then <laughs> okay you know and it's kind of poignant because some of the kids that i went to school with didn't have much and they were like oh i have these three dollars what can i get for three dollars and you always knew that the teachers would give a little extra money so they could buy that eight dollar oh really yeah pulp know. you know yeah. young you know child book or whatever that was that was my favorite uh, my favorite time was the scholastic and you checked the things and your mom gave you the money, like gave yeah. me the money, paid them. And then I don't know how many weeks it would take to get the books. But all of a sudden when the box came in, like yeah. you knew it was book day and the teacher would take them out and there'd be stacks of the same books, you know, like 20, yeah. 10 of these, 20 of these. And, and it was like when they went around and like looked at your name and then pulled, you know, pulled one copy from each of the stacks and then yeah. gave them to you. I was like, ah, now I have the same kind of memories. Yeah, That's yeah. Very cool. Which is which is why I say make your own books. And oh, by the way, you guys, you and uh, some of our other unusual collective new newbies, we have a couple of new people in our unusual collective are costing me money with buying books. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, they talk uh, about the book you got. Let's. Let, I, I've been talking enough. Let's talk about what you got. So just, um, just bring that up. I got a book uh, by Lee Friedlander called The Workers. It's called The Workers. Part of a series of books that um, Steidel Publishing is creating called The Human Clay. I think this is the fifth book in that series. And oh, it's, it's, a, it's a series? I didn't know that. I believe oh. it's a series, yeah. Um, and it's pictures that Lee Friedlander took of people at work in various different, everything from the 40s up to... I think the latest image I saw was 2014, 2015. It's people on the street or on the highway or wherever. And it's, it's hard to describe. It's anything you could imagine people working in labor or sitting by the side of the road with a stop sign, stopping traffic from going across a bridge to people laboring out in the fields with oxen, which is the cover picture. Um, it's fantastic. And the thing about Steidel Publishing um, is their their quality. The, the, the books themselves are just beautiful artifacts on their own. Um, they're they're uh, a precious thing you know, when you get them. And then just the way they apply ink to the page, um, the ink is very thick and it, ha- it has a texture to it. And there's this perfume of ink that you get when you open it up <laughs> for the first time, too. And if you're into the whole book thing, if you're into the cult of books, um, there's definitely a lot there for you. Well, I am uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I would always say, you know, if you have an interest in photo books and you like the kind of product that Steidel Publishing offer, and they're in Germany, um, you pay for your you pay for your books in euros, but... Usually they don't charge shipping, and and as you discovered, it's very quick. Um, the shipping that they use, at least the United States and Canada, uh, they use a courier, and it's usually three or four days. Um, yeah, yeah. And you've got it. So I mean, I ordered the a William Eccleston book, which came in as as fast as it would have came in from the states. Mm-hmm. Beautiful quality. It had the smell. Mm-hmm. Hold on, Opie. Go away. Got a cat. <laughs> he's he's he, he he's keeping. 
he's the one keeping me sane while I'm, while I'm sick. I hope he doesn't get sick. Here you can pass. Obi, no, go away, go away. Sorry, everybody. Uh, but I did order two more books a couple days okay, ago. Two I, more, I, okay. No, only two more. Yeah, I ordered All the right. Lee Friedlander book because I'm a copycat. Okay. Well, you'll be and, happy with that. Uh, it's the leave and just before you continue interject um it's one of those books where the premise is simple but you'll see something feel something different every time you go through it or part of it whatever so i like that yeah well i don't have any of his books either so i thought that was a good opportunity so yeah i copycatted you and then i got uh, what's her name evelyn um evelyn hofer hofer book uh, and having remembered you and and bart talking about her on his show right mm -hmm. um about her her book on dublin i think dublin night was coming out this year i know bart was waiting for it and it is yeah in print it's, now. it's there now yeah so was, bart if you're listening order 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 it's it now, too late. Yeah, yeah uh it's a reprint of a book uh from 1967 uh, uh hofer had done two or three books where um she did the photography and um i've forgotten his name an englishman wrote the text um eloquent text to match the pictures to talk about you know the subject matter in that time and so uh so yeah bart ordered that baby yeah so i can't remember the name of the book i got from her but it's a very <coughs> excuse me look like a very comprehensive one so those are coming tomorrow Cool. <laughs> so I know I'm going to do lockdown in the in the in my air conditioning is, is look at those books. But I mean, speaking of books, we got uh, didn't someone um, send you a message? We had a listener send me we had a listener a message, a message on Instagram, I believe. His name's Gavin. He asked us to consider a future episode with an Australian photographer called Trent Park. And and I am and, a Trent Park fan. Okay. And I do have one of his books called Minutes to Midnight, which I bought in like 2015, 2014 from Steidle Publishing again. Right, which I looked for there. You looked and for it. And what did you find? I found uh, Bupkis. <laughs> no, I think you found it. No, did not in Steidle. Not, I, not there. Stidle it's out of print. It's out of print. It's out of print. I did yeah. find it on Amazon uh, for 440 bucks uh, in good condition. And... Um, so uh um thank you gavin for sending that suggestion i need to uh catch up on my um trent parkness uh yeah. and i would love to do a show or an episode uh, about him so i just need to do some research and, and whatnot but you've got the book already so i've yeah i've had the book for years that's oh, coming up on almost 10 years now i've had that book but thing about trent park is he i think he came from street photography in australia and he moved into kind of this, at least the minutes to midnight is kind of a moody, dark, uh, sometimes funny uh, document of, of, it has an Australian feel to it. I don't know how, how else to really? put it. What's it's an like Australian a feel? Uh, it's <laughs> just somewhere that's not here, you know, okay. it's somewhere that's not North America. Yeah. Um, and, and I know what you mean by that in Australian feel, because I get that. I just wanted you to sort of explain. Explain what you think. Well, it's just Australian not, film. it's not this, it's not our continent. It's got a different vibe. It's yeah. fantastic. But there's a feeling that it's similar. There's like similarities, especially at like where you are, like the vast yeah. you know, plains of, uh, and then the And maybe cities. it's got a Commonwealth country. Maybe there's something in, yeah. in yeah. you know, um, Australians and Canadians share some bit of culturally they're they have some similarities australians and canadians usually get along pretty well yeah oh. so i didn't know he was australian so that's, that's yeah. uh, okay so i uh hold hold your uh, uh hold on gavin we'll we'll uh i like um to to do that as well yeah. so and i should note to thank you very much gavin for contacting us it's what we want it's the content ideas for us to have content on the show and we're happy we're happy anytime we get uh you know we get some interest and and requests from our, our listenership i think it's fantastic it is yeah and uh 
Because otherwise we sit here and we just talk about nothing. <laughs> We're going to talk so, about this camera and that camera. Yeah. So what? Um, what? What's up with you? You, you? You've got a couple of things going on, so I want to get to that before we hit our uh, other topic. Yeah, I got a couple of things going on. So all this talk of the zines, and now you've got a book and two zines, and you know, you, all this creativity is happening, and I'm like, well, I should catch up because I keep talking about this book that we did like six years ago it's time to do something else so i'm planning a trip to visit my mother in saskatchewan which is about a five and a half hour drive and uh, i was thinking about uh, doing a very loose kind of zine based on my trip home for a week or several days and i would just go crazy with the camera and shoot anything and everything maybe stop by a friend's house on, on the way home and um, things I see along the highway. I mean, it's an ex it's something I do a couple of times a year. I drive back there, mm -hmm. and um, I've never really documented it. And I know I've you know I've seen films with Alex Soth, you know, on the road and those sorts of things. And those are all kind of inspirations. And then to have a zine, I'm imagining it as being really thick, uh, having like a hundred or more pages of just anything and everything, color and black and white, and dynamic stuff and if i'm visiting my friend and i do portraits of her if i did portraits and that could be a little centerpiece and they're like just oh anything that i can think of and uh just okay. it's, it's i mean loose. not a travel log but i like you the, know a ward log a ward log yeah <laughs> so yeah there won't be much text at all if at all uh it'll just be maybe there'll be chapters based on where i visited my friend or whatever the highway between this town and that town. I don't know. It depends. The the pictures themselves will probably let me into, uh, lead me into whatever the magazine is supposed to look like. Is this in the same area where you uh, visited your old house? Or is that someplace else? Well, that was or kind of a destination thing. That was like uh, revisiting whatever. No, but I mean like in the same location. Is, is your yeah, old house Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well... My mother lives in town now. She doesn't live out in the country. But, you know, I, I will probably be driving out in the country of places that are familiar to me outside of town. And I'll be visiting. I think I have plans to visit at least one friend out there and maybe take a picture around his farm, whatever. Just anything anything that, that occurs to me. And it'll, it'll I think it'll create an interesting... Um, I wanted to feel like a whirlwind kind of, mm -hmm. you know, driving this, whatever this is. This it sounds very, it sounds very spontaneous. Yeah. Well, too. I want the, I want the zine to feel spontaneous too. Or um, even your planning. Cause you just came up with this so recently and, and uh, you know, this sounds like yeah. something like someone who was going to do a photo project and like it would take, you know, many, many months to figure out, do yeah. this. And this is just like. Well, Go because the discipline, well, yeah, many, many months would be a lot of discipline and making yeah. it hard by doing this thing and that thing and that thing. And this is not going to be that. This is going to be whatever occurs to me and create, create a zine that kind of captures that you know, spontaneity or the quick movement or whatever it becomes. Don't overthink it too. I mean, no, like, yeah, I won't overthink like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I can't, well, I can't, I don't know what I'm going to see really. Right. <laughs> But even like, you know, it, it, it just sounds like you're riding this wave, right? And yeah. And like continue to ride the wave and go on the trip and make the pictures and make the zine and, yeah. and, and don't get, you know, too much of your thinking brain involved in it. All you're, you're, it sounds like it's more of like an instinct yeah. part of you, like do this and. Absolutely. Uh, and the thing is, I, try, I tend to trust my instincts on those sorts of things. And like I always say, what's the worst that can happen? You take more sucky pictures and I <laughs> do that standing on my head. So, right. And you're going to print what's a zine, the risk? so you'll, you'll see it, you know, you'll see the results. Yeah. Um, is this something that you're just going to do for yourself or you're going to make it available? Oh, and I'll try, uh, I mean, if it's, uh, I, I think it. that there'll be some, I think there'll be some interest. Yeah. Great. In it. Yeah. All right. No, if, if I'm, if I have enough pictures and it's the volume that I would want it to be, then certainly I'd make it available. All right, cool. Absolutely. Looking forward to this. Yeah. 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 So that's one thing. I got that's going one on. thing. And what's the other? 
The other thing is I've been invited by the camera store here in Calgary to do a talk on the process of creating a photo book. Really? Yep. Now, how did that happen? How mm. did that happen? It happened <laughs> Just when I went to a meetup. I went to a meetup. Ted Forbes, the, a YouTuber, came to, uh, came to the camera store and I... Uh, visited and met Ted and we went out for beers after a group of us um, that came for the meetup and uh, we're just talking about various things and um, Evelyn um, Evelyn Drake who's one of the hosts of the camera store TV her husband is Jordan Drake who works for Petapixel they do the videos with um, with the Chris and Jordan show that's going on at Petapixel anyway she remembered me from the old beers and cameras days from a few years ago. And you, you know, you're an OG, you know, <laughs> beers and cameras person. So, and she's like, we were thinking that, you know, we'd have you and do a talk about your photo book. And went, sure. So we're really? going to be doing that. How, how did she, did she already knew about the photo book? Cause you have it there. Cause they the sell store? it in the they, store. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah, that's. So it's cool. She, her, her, you, you actually going to this triggered her memory of the book in the store yeah. and and then wow okay so it was worthwhile going yeah. obviously so it's an hour-long talk on a saturday morning when i'm usually sleeping <laughs> <laughs> um what's the day when it be in august it's august 12th it's at okay. 9 30 a.m at the camera store in calgary and i would invite anyone to come come along they have they, a they have a space there for they this? have they have well they it's sort of before the store opens and they think the mm -hmm. store really opens at nine o'clock or nine thirty anyway on saturdays so there'll be a there's a seated area that's uh in between the the retail area and where the bookstore the book section is there's enough room for a few people there do you know if they're going to record if they're going to record it I don't know that they will because it's not sponsored by a camera company. Usually, yeah, or very often, they'll have photographers come and they're sponsored by Canon or Nikon and that sort of thing. But uh, not to put you on the spot or anything like that. But if there's a way to audio record it and we can put some of it on the show, if you ask them, if put well, I'll ask. I'm going to um, this Saturday. Be nice I'm to going hear. to another Saturday morning thing um, at, at the same time this weekend. Ah, okay. Cool. Uh, uh, nature photographer, uh, outdoor photographer Dave Brosha is going to be there, and I'm visiting one of my old uh, with my uh, another beers and cameras friend. We're going to watch, uh, sit, and and uh, enjoy his presentation. And I'll, if if Evelyn is there, I'll I'll certainly ask if there's you're going to be pushy. Just you know, if they, if it comes up, you know. Yeah. All right. It's, it's great to, you know, it's, it's cool to share that info. But anyway, if anybody's in the area, go see Ward yeah. uh, August, August, August 12th, August 12th, nine, nine 30 a.m. Mountain the, time, mountain time at the camera store. Uh, yeah. And if I was, I wish I could be there. That's why I, there's part of me that wants to, I want to hear what you're um, going to talk about. So uh, there'll be laughter and tears and suspense. I know, but it's exciting that you're, you know, you're, you're, uh, that they're coming to you and talking about this, this project that you did and, and they're interested in it. So, yeah. um, no, that was too. really cool. Yeah. So well, fabulous. Yeah. So, so that's all the parish news there is. <laughs> that's all the parish notices. Yes. <laughs> the parish notices. Okay. The parish notices. Yeah. We can start singing the hymns now. The hymns? Well, what about the hers? No. <laughs> Sorry, that was bad. Wow, I I chalk it up to, to just bad drugs right now. <laughs> All right, I, I well, we'll that let excuse. that one slide. <laughs> Dear listener, please disregard so, the last. Yeah, please of yeah, don't host. don't pay attention to this. You can you can hang up now. You guys can. You know, we're done. <laughs> What crossed my mind to talk about a little bit, you know, and we're already halfway, way into halfway in the show, so I don't want to talk too much about it. We never really talked about, we haven't really talked about composition in a long time. And why do I want us to talk about that? Because this past week, you know, I teach multiple classes, uh, photography classes, and they're all for beginners, and they're all one-off classes. And, and I've got this, there's this part of me that wants to really 
you know, people want to take better pictures. I want to take, they all, they're all kind of look, trying to figure out their cameras and stuff like that. And I, you know, I ended up spending a lot of time showing them f other people's photographs because I said, you know, part of what I want to do is rewire your minds, your eyes, excuse me, because you're so used to see, seeing stuff that, you know, it's time to see good pictures. I say Instagram, and again, no dis disrespect to Instagram, but I say Instagram is not the bastion of good photography. You know, you need to, I mean, there's good pictures on there, but you know, you're not seeing, you're looking at it for a second and a half at two inch square, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so like if I had my way, I would love to like just do a class on composition because that's the kind of thing. It's like, you want to take better pictures. It doesn't matter what camera you're using. You can, you know, if you've got your iPhone, you can take better pictures. And I actually started incorporating composition or, uh, a bit of a quick talk of composition in my in my iPhone class. I do a smartphone photography class, you know, and every that's just people who want to learn, like you know, how do I use my phone and take a picture, you know? Um, and I, I again, I want to instill a little bit of like, well, photographer chops in there. So anyway, composition has been sort of rolling around in my mind. And then just recently, there's a recent video by um, Alex Kilby, and he just did an episode about composition, and he was funny about that when I was watching, and he was talking of making a few talking points that I, that I almost say verbatim to my students, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that was really funny was like, you know, he's talked about people seeing the world. He was talking about viewpoint and, you know, most people take pictures that they're five foot nine, you know, <laughs> and, and I do the same thing. I say, you know, when we're walking around, you take pictures, you know, between your, between five foot nine and six foot two, horizontal, right? That's mm -hmm. how everybody sees the world. And when I, when I heard him say that, I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're kind of talking the same thing and this is this is sort of the practical thing so anyway composition is sort of kind of in my mind a little bit more these days especially as an instructor uh and and so i wanted to just sort of hash that a little bit with you um sure just because it's a fun it's a fun topic and we come but, at it from different angles too right how we learn yeah about we do i we were we were we were just mentioning that before we went live but you know i i went to school for photography so i had to learn composition or whatever they were calling it then i don't know if it was composition but i had to learn it in a certain regimented way right uh and and you were i not. just <laughs> i was not and so it explains the many years of total garbage i was creating no i just well i wouldn't i, I, I was more that. no i'm just teasing yeah i know um <laughs> You know, it was just uh, photographing was just source material for the dark room, and I really enjoyed the process of photography as much or more than yeah. the creative act of shooting. Um, yeah, I, I I looked at these pictures in the books that I had when I was a kid, and I like what, and asking myself the question, what is it about this picture that makes it so good? Why why do people agree that these pictures are so good? Mm. Well, because I can see the person's face and there's this and there's this light part here and this dark part here and the shape of the person or the shape of the subject is very interesting. And so it kind of came to me, I think, much more slowly than if I had somebody explain it to me or in some kind of course material. Perhaps. I mean, well, I was thinking like when I went to high school for, I went to high school for photography and for me, high school was three years. Uh, and my two, my last two years, so my junior and my junior and senior years in college, I had studio, mm -hmm. and any of the studio stuff that we shot, or the projects that we had to do for the class, we mostly did with four by five cameras, right? And so, I had to learn to compose. If you'd never used a four by five film camera before, when you're setting it up and you're looking through the back, which is called the ground glass anything that you're looking at in front of the camera is reversed and upside down mm -hmm. on the, um, you used a shroud and everything. Use a blanket over you use a blanket and everything. Yeah. yeah. These cameras were like, they were, they were, they, I would say they were like, they were, um, how would I describe them? But I would say blue, blue collar four by five cameras. Okay. <laughs> That's the only way I could describe it cool. in, a, in a sense. Like they would be the kind of camera you would be setting up like in a, you know, if, if you were a photographer at a, factory and you had to record things just because they needed things recorded this is the kind of camera you would have this is not okay. a, it wasn't a photographer's camera it's what we would have in school it's like they take a beating you know 
but we had to learn how to set things up by looking at the ground glass of everything being reversed so mirror mm -hmm. image and then upside down um, and that was a very interesting way to learn that was kind of the first way I learned uh, about composition but yeah as I slowly went through those years in, in college and photo history and understanding stuff and having things sort of shown to me mm -hmm. uh, and sort of explained slowly and, and gaining it through almost like osmosis I would say but you know but yeah it's a much different um, you know trajectory than you have uh, mm -hmm. and uh, and and it's one of the things that I, I think that is lacking in a lot of people who are trying to learn photography now I right. mean it's it's something that 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 you know they can drop onto YouTube and watch watch an Alex Kilby video or or whoever and but you're not gonna get the uh, it's okay it's okay to watch these things but you're not gonna absorb it in right. a 15 minute you know episode of someone's show and this is not for any disrespect for any of these things i love these shows and i'm glad they're doing these mm -hmm. glad these are available but uh it's one of those things that it's like a, I, th I think it's a lifetime kind of <laughs> absolutely like you want to keep learning it or learning about it or how to even uh you know uh, manage it so anyway i was i i'm not sure what i wanted to talk about it but i was very very strongly feeling this this thing of of, of composition and like one of the examples I do is I show I show the students um, a sampling of pictures uh, and I say you want to become a better photographer look at other people's look at other photographers works and right you know that's where it, I come in that's what that's, I did <laughs> I didn't I didn't even really want to learn I wanted to understand it was um it's different it was sort of like I didn't I didn't I didn't really have this hunger for um to be art artistic necessarily right it was okay. just like the kind of course like what what is this <laughs> you know, it was a little bit different it was a kind of peculiar actually well it almost sounds like with you you didn't have anybody to answer the question like you were saying yeah. why is this why do people like this image why is it popular whatnot and there was no there was nobody to 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 respond to you about right. that and so you had to figure that out i don't know if i ever had that i mean i had teachers I don't know if I ever asked that question specifically but they were there for that mm -hmm. or even even to look at my own work and say you know what's working in this picture and what's not working and so mm -hmm. you know I can't point to a specific example of this person at a time with this picture or whatnot I just imagine this happened over time for the years that I ended up being there and then for me also composition ended up playing a sort of a pivotal role when I moved into shooting we're working at the stock agency because there's certain practical things about composition right. for creating commercial photography right you know oh mm -hmm. you get a space for type and verticals for covers and double page spreads and where do people put you know so there's things you have to sort of pay attention to mm -hmm. um but what what was what one image that i put up in our show notes uh which is you know i'm a, obviously a big irving pen lover fanboy yeah. but there's this image of salvador dolly that he put in one of his corners right uh and so dolly's the his legs are akimbo and and he's got his arms uh you know out on his legs on his knees and um you know he's wearing a you know it's a black and white image and the background is sort of a light gray and dolly's wearing a dark suit whether it's dark blue or black you can't tell because it's a black and white image it's a sepia image but but to me you know it, it's like when it's when i think about composition it, it, it's this picture it's also the uh arnold newman picture of Igor uh stravinsky the stravinsky yeah stravinsky yeah of uh him leaning on the piano and the piano you know, being cropped in a certain way and uh it, it, for some reason, these are the these are the two pictures. Like when Sam says composition, that's what comes to my mind. Like to me, like yeah. ultimately. Well, the joke with the Stravinsky picture is the lid for the grand pianos and the, the B shaped, which is like symbol for a flat on musical notation, right? Mm, uh -huh. So a musician will look at that and go, "Oh, cute! He's a musician." And there's like a flat, you know, there's a flat kind of symbol <laughs> there. So uh, that's that's cool. Um, it's it's it, the, those two pictures are the kinds where I mean Kilby talked about this in his video like when you want to if you 
you want to sort of work on your composition, looking at subjects, maybe squint your eyes, defocus the camera, you know, mm -hmm. blur your eyes or something like that. And does it work? Do the images work or the subject that you're looking at work when you when you see it without it being in focus? And, and for some reason, these are the, these two images are those kind of things that I could see, like if I was blurring my eyes or defocusing my camera, right. that the composition would work so well. What's really funny about these two pictures is that there's no rules of composition that I could tell in either of them, uh, other than maybe the, the Salvador Dali picture being a little bit more you know, balanced and symmetrical, and symmetry. Um, but and with some mirroring going on with the Stravinsky picture, his pose and the shape of the lid of the there, yeah, there is in in him him being small compared to the, the to the piano, but uh, yeah. but you know, like and the the Dolly picture to me is like it's very much of a triangle shape, uh, what he's created with his body, even though his arms are sticking out. There's this very mm -hmm. um, sort of mountainous shape thing, but. You know, I, I show this to the students and I say, look, you know, you can do these kind of images with any camera that you have. It doesn't have to be, you know, some fancy thing or, you know, you could you could shoot the stuff with your iPhone or, or things like this, not this picture specifically, but you could do this. It has nothing to do with the equipment that you have. It's just how are you going to see a picture? How are you going to how are you going to view it? How are you going to uh, put it? in the frame and, and of course because i'm teaching a class i have to talk about the rule of thirds which makes me want right. to go it just makes me crazy um because it's something that i always say well look you're gonna go you're gonna you're gonna encounter this phrase further mm -hmm. on in your education you know the rule of thirds and, and i try to tell them it's you know it's a guideline and start there if you don't know where to do things i try to temper it down and stuff like that right um but anyway, I'm not sure where I'm going with this. I don't know if you've got something to add or. Well, no, I, I think, uh, you know, talk about our, our differences of how we approached it. Um, composition is the linchpin for a photograph. There's, <laughs> if you don't have composition, you really don't have anything. Um, you know, we, it's one of those things, especially where it's like in movie direction or music or whatever there are conventions to this particular creative uh pursuit you learn them you understand them and then you find a way through your own creativity to break those rules and i think that is composition is certainly the the biggest um how do i put it the biggest concept that you grapple with as you as you're as you're working um it's kind of the you know the first it's funny it's such a weird concept to talk about composition you know but it's the first thing that you when you're looking at a picture that resonates with you i think it's because there's something in the composition mm -hmm. that's that's connecting or like the photographer put the subjects in the picture in the right way that then you can understand, connect, and resonate with, and therefore you have got some sort of dialogue going on with the subject or the photographer, and right. it's all because it's comp comp composition. If there isn't a good composition, then you have no way to relate to the image or the photographer or the subject, and and you may still like the picture, it still be an okay picture, but you've got it's you know I, I i use this phrase over and over again for different things but it's almost like empty calories it's like right you look at it and move on and i think maybe that's kind of what i like to talk about when i'm saying you know instagram is not the bastion of great photography because you're going to see a lot of pictures where there's no connection between you and the person who's creating the image uh right. you still might like it but you're not you're not enthralled by it. you're not pulled into the picture that's true. And well, one thing I would say in favor of Instagram is the preponderance of square, um, square format photos. Um, you know, growing up, if I was shooting with my my twin lens reflex, I found it very difficult to come up with interesting square compositions. And so, you, you know, because of the it's not looking at well it's like ralph gibson talks about horizontal being two eyes and vertical being one eye <laughs> what is what is square um <laughs> so i you know i don't know and square found it you know i used to tilt and do dutch angles and 
weird tilty stuff. I found I could never do that with the square format. I had to, you know, make the the trees go up and the horizon go level because a, a square image, the off horizon looks just terrible. Squares, squares are uh, interesting to work with. And I, to go back against Instagram now, the okay. thing is that Instagram is imposing that square on a, on you. That's true. Like that was. And I don't want to make I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole on Instagram here, but they're they're a, they're a tool or a marketing tool. They're, they're to get eyes yeah. on the subject, and they're forcing everybody to, or at least when it was first around uh, started, to look at everything in a square format because that was the way that was what they offered. That yeah. was the format, yeah. you know. So that was a f so people didn't necessarily. I mean, this is maybe another episode about apps aspect ratios, which I actually would love to talk about. Yeah. Uh, in some way there's some crossover here but um yeah so that's sort of against it and then and people yeah. don't you know the education people don't you know, like don't know this and I, I i like to pull them away from it a little bit since it's really kind of difficult to me see people that their world in photography is is you know a two-inch screen mm -hmm. that they look at for uh you know a second and a half actually one of the things i like to say to them i go i go so when you go to a museum do you like do you start at one painting and then start running down the hallway looking at each one at like <laughs> a, a second right. and a half? And they look at yeah. me, I'm like, I go, well, that's what you're doing on Instagram <laughs> or yeah. any social media is like you're scrolling. And but anyway, that was just, I wanted to remember that. But, uh, and so like, I don't know if it's, if composition is something that can be taught. Oh, I think so. I think you think it can be taught. To, well, the initial steps, right? And the hope is, just like with anything creative or something that doesn't seem technical, that really is, that requires a technique, you know, you get them off. You, you got to start with rule of thirds. Don't, you know, there are lots of compositions where you have your three-year-old kid standing on the lawn by themselves, screaming or whatever, <laughs> and you take a picture of it with your Instagram, or take a picture of it, of your little kid all by himself, dead in the middle of the frame like just it right way too far away like the, you're not getting anything other than uh this tiny person and apparently as um, an angry expression and lawn and house and stuff of this the horrible vernacular picture that no one is not going to attract anybody's interest mm -hmm. so what if you got closer you know have your kid, you know, fill the frame mostly. And if he's still upset, you have, you know, his head up and to the left or whatever. And you, you start thinking about not just the experience of being there, but transforming your experience of being there into an image that can stand on its own. And I think that's the biggest, and it's not just for compositions, for anyone who's learning photography, how to say, to stop for a second and imagine you're, instead of being there in the moment, you're standing there with a photograph and is that photograph that you're just about to take, which you're imagining holding in your hand right now, is that, is that a picture you want to keep that you want to put in mm. your wallet or mm. hang up on the wall and composition is going to get you there. Uh, you know, starting to think about composition is going to get you there sooner. If you start, if you composition um, almost sounds like in, in to paraphrase, uh, Kilby is like the, it's like the, it's the anti-snapshot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. snapshot is all about what the name means. It's like you're literally picking up the camera and taking a, a picture within, you know, a snap. Yeah. And and what you're just saying now is, is okay, well, you can do that. And I always think that if, if you have that moment, grab the snapshot because you miss something you right. don't have time to compose it or, or, or think about it as you're, as you're saying, which is more, a better way to, to approach this, you know, at least you've got the image, right? Mm -hmm. You snapshot it. So you've got the image, but then you take your time, you, you pay more attention. You start thinking about what it is about the subject and then move around. It's, but when I say it's, I don't know, it's like, if it can be taught, it has to be taught over a lengthy period of time. It is not, I don't think it's something that even when I do my short period of class and I, I show a few, you know, 
pictures from my favorite photographers of compositions that I think, I mean, I, like, I think all the photographers I show have great composed work because they're great mm -hmm. photographers. So they're naturally well-composed images, but that people are not going to quite get that in their first, you know, you know, class on photography and how to uh, get them more excited into paying attention to the photograph like you're describing right. to spend more time with looking at the subject. And to me, that's like, forget your camera. Who gives a crap what camera you have at this point? Like, you know, for Pete's sakes, just pick up your phone and your phone is, you know, it, if anything, it eliminates all the technical BS. Right. It allows you then to just focus on the subject, right? Which you mm -hmm. can then spend time working on. Um, right. But I just don't see how, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't see how, but it, it seems like it's a long process for someone to then spend time to understand composition. Obviously, it took you some time. It took some time, but I, I'm, now I can be one of those guys that could help somebody uh, with it. And the the metaphor I always use is the one I, that, that I just presented, which was the you're standing there with a photograph you have in your hand. Like, is that a photograph you uh, think would be interesting, not just for yourself to see, but for others to see? And you're in the moment. You're making that decision now. Start thinking about the way you want it to look. And I think, uh, you know, if you have to wrap a language around photography, which I don't, I don't like to do well. You've been walking in the street with me, right? I try, I'm trying not, try not to use words to describe what it is I'm doing. But it's mm -hmm. in the beginning, you 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 have to. You have to say, okay, I'm in this moment here. I have this person in front of me. I have this situation. I have this building. How am I going to uh, how am I going to uh, capture it? Um, and you have to start thinking. What's the first thing that goes through your mind? Uh, when you're trying to make a pleasing photograph, and that is the composition. For I mean, you know, if you don't have any other controls on the camera to worry about, like if you're on your phone, um, yeah, I I get I think it really depends on the person. Um, yeah, but uh, you, you know, you don't want to um, send people out without some encouragement. <laughs> well, <laughs> so yeah, like, no, obviously I'm going to teach don't. you this and, but it's going to take you months to, to figure yeah, it no, out. We have to, we have only three hours. And so you got to get yeah. something out of this. And, you know, it, it's actually kind of, uh, it's encouraging every now and then I'll get an email from, uh, actually in this last class, I got an email from, uh, somebody who, uh, asked me to clarify some names of the photographers who I mentioned, um, and some of the spellings are wrong. They're a little phonetical. Uh, okay. You know, and maybe because I don't memory of the of the class of what I said, and I didn't. You know, I didn't, maybe didn't speak so clearly. It was great because I was reading the names. I was like, oh, that's Irving yeah. Penn. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it was gr encouraging to have a student come back to me on that because uh, then it was like, okay, well, someone's going to then investigate. You know more of someone else's work and stuff right. like that and so in a sense i was the curator of that but but this this uh you know it's going back to like when i was in this meeting last night it was like yeah you know like if we could just could could we actually do a class i didn't i didn't bring this up but it's like could we just do a class on composition right if you were doing a class on composition it would help photographers it would help filmmakers because there's mm -hmm. a lot of crossover um there's is equal amount of you know i mean even though film is tends to be a more horizontal aspect there is still a lot of that uh room for for um uh for both for, in, yeah in, you know there's a lot of photographers who are filmmakers and filmmakers are photographers so it, mm -hmm. it it crosses over but it all worked the classes all seem to be more bent on the practical part of it which to me is it's it's almost the wrong way to go Right. You know, if you yeah, want to produce good content, you. you know, if 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 you want students to create great imagery or great films and stuff like that, they need to know how to make it look good. And you know, like like I said, you could do a whole film on your, you could do a movie on your iPhone. It doesn't again, the equipment doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and so uh, just having that energy and time to want to spend, you know, with with looking at and exploring and understanding composition. You know, when we were talking about, I don't know if we, I don't know if we ever even did an episode on Eggleston. And to me, you know, his compositions are incredibly complex. <laughs> it's like a, yeah, it's a more 
nuanced um, kind of, and like I, I, I still have to figure out, spend time well, and learn. Like when I was talking about the um, the Friedlander book, um, the more you look, the more there is to see. And uh, and a, a part of what I'm going to be talking about in the talk about the f about our photo book is you put your you bring your own biases and interests and passions and personality into the material you're looking at. What's great about Eggleston and some of his compositions, or many of his compositions, maybe even most of them, is there's uh, there's a lot of layers. Now we're talking. This is separate from the layers of you know composition and layers, the, mm -hmm. the practical visual version of it. Um, but there's a lot of where you bring your own personality and you're looking at some of what's in the images going, is that what I think it is? <laughs> you know, and there's some kind of dark meaning that you get or some dark, um, um, some of the objects that are in his images and you know, thinking of garbage and things like that that are mm -hmm. like, wh why, wh why is he photographing this? It's, it's kind of weighty what he's doing and disturbing in a lot of ways and, that's kind of amazing. It's just a photograph. Yeah, um, and and, his, it, and that's what other people when you I would say other people, but people who are just learning for the first time, and you know, I would show them an Eggleston picture or even like a, a Herzog picture, and they're like, "Well, what's so special about this? Like, why are you showing this?" And I'll even say to them, "What's so special? Why am I showing these yeah. pictures?" You know, and and you know, there might be a little bit, you know jumping the the gun there for them like it's a little bit too much because i'm still trying to figure out like eggleston and stuff like that it's not it's not so easy to totally understand the compositions and uh need to spend more time with it right. uh but uh yeah it's 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 interesting to be in this sort of place where like i think i know what good composition is and trying to explain it to um to other people who are, are new or just learning for the first time or even even really sometimes to try to explain it to myself like what is it about an image that is drawing me in and what is it about the composition uh, is, is these are ongoing questions that I like I like to um, I, I don't know it's something about it, it still draws me in about photography and, and, right. and it's not just photography I mean it's also you know it's almost any artwork where uh, right. You know, composition is an important part of it, uh, and not to you know beat a dead horse, but this is where I really get stuck with a lot of the AI stuff because there's very little thought in the composition of images that are coming out of a computer. I'll, sometimes, you know, there's. But sorry, yeah. I didn't want to go <laughs> a little sidekick for a second, but but I, I noticed that that's one of the things that doesn't draw me in is that there's the composition of of images that are n not created by a human being they, they don't i don't know there's 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 some disconnect there right i hadn't really i hadn't really thought of that i mean i had it's not my, it's not my, all of it it's no because i was thinking my my brief flirtation with Midjourney ai um i thought some of the compositions were actually not bad if they if i was mentioning for instance um a, a movie or something as part of the context in the prompt um, typically, uh, of what I remember, the pictures were pretty well, pretty cinematic. Yes, there is that, but there's no, uh, maybe I, I, I approach this the wrong way. Um, it's mimicry. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, whereas like, you know, um, the, the, one of the pictures of yours that I, the composition is, I find striking, uh, is, and we talked about this a long time ago, and I don't know where he shot it, but there's a, a guy at the bottom, he's cut off, and then these wires at the top, right. and then a part of a the building. Of the picture, yeah. And I think we we talked about it in our in our our episode about edges, because yeah. you had all this stuff along the edges, right? That's something. And again, I, I want to end this about AI, so I don't want to go this far. But that's something that AI won't do. Like it right. will mimic that, like a Wes Anderson style or a, you know, Pete Turner style or whatever. It'll mi right. do mimicry. But it doesn't have the ability to do what you did was is looking at a subject and, and coming up or looking at a scene and composing it in you know let's say a novel way or something that is uh, 
where you're trying to tell a story. So right. that's the only thing. I mean, I see great images that come out of Mid Journey, and they look like Wes Anderson films or Stanley Kubrick films, and and I'm a, I, they're appealing to me because of that. But I just realize it's it's just mimicking somebody else's mm-hmm. compositional style. So um, there was something I wanted to mention, but I totally forgot about this but this subject. And I lost it. So this is what happens. This is the brain fog of COVID. <laughs> um, this was sort of a no kind of special kind of conversation. I mean, I, I would like to continue this in some other way as well. I just, um, we've been talking for a while. But uh, do you have any like final thoughts about this? these thoughts about composition because uh, I'm having a hard time coming up with the final Well, thought. no, I think it's the first thing, if you're new, it's the first thing you should learn. And, and if, what you, if, what's the best way to learn? What do you think is a good way to learn? I mean, other than like, you're not going to grab a four by five camera like me and turn everything upside down and backwards, which is a great way to learn composition. Since that's not the way to do it, what's going to be a well, good... That's, you know, that's kind of interesting. Um, well, basically, you're teaching someone how to chimp. <laughs> so, you take you take the picture and you look at it, and does it balance? Does it it does it have interest? Um, does it work both directions upside work? down? Well, yeah, turn the camera upside turn down. Turn the camera upside down. Although the phone won't let me do that, it keeps turning it around. That's true. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, it's just you know, I haven't taught as many folks of the photography end of things um as you have um but yeah that was that would be the first thing i would teach um you'd show some examples which is what you've done and um that's that's basically it and i wouldn't again i always go back to the is this a photograph that you're standing here holding is it one that you want that you would want to have and that's probably a good class to teach would be a good class to teach oh, composition. Yeah. 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 I wonder if we can actually do a full class on composition. I wonder if that's actually like something that could be done over like a few weeks or something like that. That's worth trying. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. There's all different directions you can go for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, well, let's put a bookmark on this because I would like to come back to it. I'm sure we'll come back to it with different photographers and stuff. But uh, yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely watch that Kilby video. I love, I love the way he approaches this idea of composition. Um, I, I really appreciate the kind of work he's doing for the. For and I don't think the, there's anybody that's doing it the way he is either. I don't think so either, in the way he approaches it. Um, uh, so yeah, subscribe to his. I'll put the I'll subscribe to his channel. I'll put the link in the in the show notes so that uh, you can see the video we were talking about. Uh, but yeah, yeah, composition. It's uh, you know, it's more than just a notebook. Right? <laughs> yes. And sorry, I got a cat who wants to join me. So let me see if I can come up here so he doesn't scratch me. Nope. All right, that's it. I think I'm done for the night. I I'm already loopy. All right. For I'll this. let so, you go. Uh, where, where, yeah, let me go. Where, where are we going to find you in the world? Uh, on Vero and Twitter, you can find me at, at WRosenPhoto. On Instagram, you can find me at Ward Rosen Fine Art. On Facebook, I'm at Ward Rosen Photo or Ward Rosen Photography. You'll certainly find me there. Uh, I have a little website called uh, rosin.ca, R-O-S-I-N.ca, which is really not much there now that the book is sold out, which... Um, maybe you'll be able to rectify that in a while, but, uh, right now we're out, but I sell my fine prints there. And I'm, uh, I have this little business called Ornus Photo, which is our unofficial sponsor. Unofficial sponsor. Where I sell, uh, lens adapters, um, older lens mounts on newer cameras, um, the Fuji X and Sony E mount. And, um, that's about it. That's about it for me. What about you, Antonio? Where can we All right. find you? Uh, Vero, <coughs> excuse me, Vero, Twitter, unfortunately, <laughs> and Flickr is at AM Rosario. Uh, don't get me started about Twitter. Um, what's going on there? 
Website is amrosario.com and Facebook, I'm Rosario Photo. Our website is streetshots.photography and our Facebook page is streetshots, sorry, facebook.com slash streetshotspodcast. And, you know, we're starting to get some messages in, so I really like that. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail at uh, speakpipe.com slash streetshots, you can leave us a 90-second little voicemail if you want to ask questions. Uh, please, we'd love to hear from you guys. And if you want to help support the show, actually, some of these days I'm going to put up links to our zines. Uh, that would be one way to support the show when I get the links up. But right now, if you want to buy us a coffee, you can buy buymeacoffee.com slash Antonio Rosario. We don't have an account there, so you can use my name, but that would help support the show. But anyway, maybe I'll put the zines up as a as a way to support when you get yours up. We'll sure. Put them up and get people to support us. But anyway, uh, yeah, so when, when, uh, when we do the next show, you'll be able to tell us about what? The, your trip? Yeah. About yeah. my uh, trip to visit my mother and yeah. um, maybe the nerves will start to get to me for the, hard the for the for the talk at the camera oh store. you'll be fine i'm really it's looking forward like, to it yeah i'm you're not doing I'm this not. You, you're talking to how many people here in, uh, yeah <laughs> well, one and a cat the only difference <laughs> the only difference the only difference is you'll see them in person i don't have right? a problem with public speaking That's there fine. you go of course you don't all right well anyway thanks for uh thanks for hanging out with me even though i don't feel so great um and uh i hope we made it through the show okay i, I think did. so too yeah, nobody hung up on us, right? Yeah, no. All right. Well, I'll see you in a couple of weeks and have a good night, everybody. All right. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye-bye.